this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I'm Steve Nipper, running for Secretary of State. Our voter rolls are controlled by a George Soros system. No wonder two-thirds of our counties have more voters in them than citizens. What? Yeah. We have a system named Eric that's been banned in nine other Republican states. Our elections, they're run by big tech vendors, the voting machine companies, and they can spy on early voting results. What? Yeah. If you want to reverse this mess, vote for Steve Nipper, Secretary of State. Okay, welcome. Uh, Monday, 15 May, Year of Order 2023. Show's packed today. We got uh, Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty, who are under unrelentless uh, un uh, assault by the left media. But I got to start in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Huge election tomorrow from a uh, an acolyte of, of Mitch McConnell. In fact, he was a McConnell scholar versus uh, a guy that's put together some of the really coolest ads, and I think ads that break through. Uh, that I've seen in the world. Steve Nipper is running for Secretary of State in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Steve, tell people, I think people's heads blow up when they see an, an ad like that, and you were on the morning show where you talked about um, about uh, these counties with more people. I mean, how do, you, how do you get the situation where you have more people on the voter roll than folks that actually live in the counties? I, I don't think, I think it's very hard for Americans to, to uh, grasp that. How, how does that happen? And why is the Secretary of State, why is it not his number one priority to clean that up and to get rid of any consultant or contractor that would have anything to do with that, sir? That's a really good question, sir, because um, the voter rules themselves, they're kind of, it's kind of misrepresented the way the state presents it because they present how many registered voters over the total population. When you take out those people that are under the age of 18 and can't vote, that's where you get the inflated numbers. That's the stuff that he can't refute with us. Um, you know, the, the election is really contingent on what I consider stealing identities of people. Um, it makes it even more, it's more simple if you have polluted or dirty voter rolls. Kentucky and some of these states, like in my county, we have 112% registered voters. So we have 12% over the number of citizens we have in my county. So when they have a voter drive or they say, you know, get a registration drive, I'm thinking, where in the world are you going to put all these people? Um, it, it's sort of a shell game that they play. They like to play. I've had a spotlight on it for a number of years now, and um, it's really come to a fruition in this in this election. Eric is one of the main systems. But Steve, here, but, but Steve, but Steve, Steve, here's here's what I understand. Our audience, and we've had people on here talk about Eric. I think what's confusing the people, you're running in a Republican primary. How can a Republican secretary of state with all the madness that's gone on throughout the country, how could they actually, how could that be something that, that separates you guys as two candidates? How, how can this happen? What, what evidence does he see that refutes what you're pushing? Well, what he is saying about anybody who is a mega candidate is that number one, we're election deniers. Those are his words. Um, he has posted so many things about what he considers um, 
uh, us that are deniers, such as I think he's mentioned you by name, he's mentioned other folks. Um, he doesn't believe that any of the fraud is occurring. Now, I don't know if that's um, in his eyes, something that he's not aware of that's happening, but I, we've given him proof after proof. We have um, e-poll books that show ballots being entered with a timestamp on there two weeks after our last election in 2022. When I give him that kind of information, that kind of evidence, he doesn't respond to it. He just says that's nonsense. It's crazy. Um, he has more support in the Democratic Party here in Kentucky. He is a lot more popular with the Democrats. He worked with our Democratic governor, Andy Bashir to get all these COVID mandates and to um, basically start centralizing the power in Frankfurt. And that's really what he's done. He's farmed out all of our uh, voting machines or the county clerk's duties, obligations to the voting machine companies who just move these voting machines in. Then he changed the laws to uh, make the voting machines mandatory. And then I actually changed the law again to allow him to see early voting results. And that was a really big one that we hit him with. Why in the world does anybody, any elected official, need to see early voting results? These are all things that I keep bringing up to him, and he has no answers for them. He'd just rather hide and do a Joe Biden basement campaign. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know exactly what his position is or why he's not interested in this. He is still continuing on with the drum that he's done the best job ever and you know, that Kentucky has had the cleanest elections. And it's just not the case. And uh, Kentuckians are seeing it. Like I said, like I mentioned this morning when we were talking, the Fox News poll that came out was 58.5% of Kentuckians believe that there is election fraud. And I can feel it in my candidates or in my um, uh, campaign. I've had so much support from people that are just asking me, please get in there, clean these things up, help us decentralize. That's my number one issue because if we look at all these individual contracts um, from Eric or even with the voting machine companies, um, we can start to deconstruct this thing and give power back to the county clerks, because I think that's the job of the secretary of state is to be the um, servant, the helper to the to the county clerks. Steve, how do people uh, get you on social media? I know voting's tomorrow. How do people find out more about your campaign, particularly folks in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky? Uh, what website do they go to to find out more about you? Yeah, the main website I would direct people to is kyverify.com. Again, it's kyverify.com. Um, I'm also on Truth Social, which is um, based on our morning conversation. My Truth Social account is blowing up, which is great. My Twitter account is also blowing up. Um, and I'm on Facebook, too. Uh, you can get those are the main three. I have a telegraph that uh, is growing, but uh, we are reaching out in ways that um, the mainstream press has no idea how to keep up with. Um, they've done 10 hit pieces on me in the past day. So it tells me that he's in trouble. And um, yeah, yeah, 10. And that's um, the old, that's the old Kentucky way. That's the old Kentucky way, right? You're getting it now. <laughs> that oh, is, that's original gangster politics right there. They, 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 oh, they don't want any MAGA. They don't want any grassroots. Particularly around, right. particularly a guy going to come in saying, "Hey, I'm gonna clean this mess up." You're like, uh, was it Buford Pruser in the uh, in the uh, Walking Tall movies? They don't. That's the last thing they want to see in Kentucky, that's exactly right. Eastern Kentucky, where they control the Eastern Kentucky, where they still control the deal. Um, Steve, <laughs> honored to have you on here. We'll look forward to, to spending watching this closely tomorrow. Thank Brother you, sir. Nipper, running you. for Secretary of State in the in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Thank you, sir. Honored to have you on here. Thanks, brother.
Take it easy. Well, you know, that's why he said on True Social and, and Getter and Twitter, all of them, that's, you know, social media is the new platform now. So make sure you go check Nipper out. This is the, you know, the situation with voter rolls, machines, the whole thing. It's just um, totally obnoxious, and we've got to put an end to it. I want to bring in Tiffany Justice. You know, m- most moms or uh, virtually all moms throughout the country had a great Mother's Day and, you know, sent in flowers and nice notes and their sons and daughters taking them out for brunch and going to church with them and, you know, proud and just a day to you know, talk about, uh, particularly if you're older, talk about old times. If your mom's passed away, make sure you go to the cemetery and honor her with, with flowers and prayers and all that. Well, on Mother's Day weekend, Tiffany Justice and the Moms for America got a two-by-four upside the head by NBC News. Tiffany Justice, you're a pretty tough hombre, you and Tina Deskovitz, uh, but... Why? So if the week starts out, and I didn't really have you on. The week starts out with the Guardian doing a review of a book that I actually think is a fantastic book. It's about the John Birch Society called Birchers by Matthew Dalek, and it's it's about uh, the influence of the John Birch Society and certainly their policies over the course of the last sixty years or so. And it's, it's a, a very well researched, well reported book. Although he's a, he's a total lefty, and and absolutely hates the Trump movement and MAGA. But it's a good book. But in the in the review, and I think it was by Brother Lloyd over there at The Guardian, who's a very smart guy. I think it was Lloyd Green. The headline is, you know, Moms, <laughs> Moms for Liberty in the John Birch Society. Just kind of saying, what? what? They must know how to get clicks now. And then I see NBC News just coming after you. I think it's about DeSantis, but it's all these things. that Why is the mainstream media obsessed? I mean, they got Trump here, then they got MTG and Kerry like and then they fall, and there's not too big a gap, Moms for Liberty. There's a weird obsession now with the, with the mainstream media about Moms for Liberty. What is causing that, ma'am? I, I think they're just, they're having a really hard time because they really want to, like, pigeonhole us, right? They want to say, oh, well, they're all Christians. Well, we're not all Christian. And they want to say, well, they're, you know, they hate LGBTQ, but we've got moms who are gay, uh, who are members who have children, and we have uh, members who have children who are gay. So uh, that won't stick. And then they want to say, well, they're all racist bigots. Well, that doesn't work because we have members from lots of different faiths and in in lots of different uh, races. So um, I think that they just really want to try to find something so they can, you know, marginalize us and continue to vilify us. And we just keep pushing back. Just I want to I want to take this time. Just walk us through the Moms for Liberty program. Just walk us through what you guys propose because in a couple of these things, there's other articles too, and they go, well, they never really talk about uh, school performance and they're really anti-public schools and they want to, sh- and besides the other things, they're racist and they're right wing and they're John Birchers and all this, but they, they, they never talk about reading and they never talk about schools and they want to destroy public schools. And I'm sitting there thinking, every time Tina or, or Tiffany are on, they always talk about public schools and they always talk about the reading skills dropping and everything like that. What are these guys watching? So the, what I want to do right now is just walk us through the program was you guys, uh, you know, your angle of attack to protect kids and to protect families and, and, to, and to protect education. Walk us through what you guys actually stand for and where your actions are in pushing that, ma'am. 
Yeah, we are a parental rights organization, first and foremost. You know, we were upset about the fact that masks were being forced on our children, but it was because parents have the right to direct the upbringing of their children and their medical care, and no one gets to make that choice for us. So this is always about parental rights. Parents have the right to direct the education of their kids. If you don't know what your kids are learning in school, you can't direct their education. Now you're just reacting to it. And when parents saw behind the education curtain during COVID, they said, oh my goodness, I see what my kids are learning, which is really really concerning sometimes, but also the fact that they're oftentimes not learning practicable skills to learn to read or to write. Um, and so Tina and I spent four years on school board. We also had kids in public school at the time. I have four children. And I got to see what it means to be on school board, to create policy, to do the hiring, but then to see the implementation that's happening in the schools and the way that services are being delivered. Um, over $750 billion being spent on public education in America, and only a third of our kids can read on grade level. So rampant education educational failure. Uh, Steve, I really think that they want to try to say we're not talking about public education and the educational failure that's happening because they don't want to have to own the harm. They've been the ones who are in charge, the teachers, unions, the public education system, which has become a jobs program. Um, and so we're pushing back. Uh, people don't fight for things they don't care about. And we're fighting for education in America and fighting for parental rights. And we believe every parent um, should be able to choose where their child goes to school. But if you're choosing your public school or if American taxpayers are paying for those public schools, then they better be the best schools that we could possibly have. And that's just not the case right now. That's what a lot of stuff you say we're getting is because of the either resource misallocation or the opportunity costs of not focusing. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Every time I've had you on here or had a talk with you folks offline, you talk about a, uh, a, a an advanced industrial economy or a post-industrial economy with the skill sets you need. And you guys always focus on the basic skill sets of math and reading that are building blocks for every for critical thinking and everything else. Walk us through that because I continue reading these articles. And I said, well, they never talk about uh, you know, education. They never talk about the child. They never talk about you know the the education of the child. And I go, that's not that's totally different than what I see. I just want to make sure I'm in sync. That that you guys always focus on skill sets that kids needs. Always focus on the job market. That, that and particularly job markets as job market future as you guys look down range and you always focus on the the basic building blocks of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, children who don't learn to read by the end of third grade oftentimes never really fully learn to read because then they have to read to learn. And so we are trying to put a focus back on reading and giving children practicable skills. When you look at rising crime and you see what happens when kids don't learn to read in school, they either drop out of school, they have a 63% higher chance of, of interfacing with law enforcement in a negative way if they're dropping out of school. And then we look at prison, the prison system and literacy rates in, in the prison system, which are a I think it's first grade reading level on average for an inmate in Tennessee. Um, that, to me, literacy spells failure. And we're seeing that failure happening. The kids are not okay. And parents need to be a, a larger driving force in their children's lives and education. But what we're seeing happen, and if you're listening to the teachers unions, if you're listening to the Department of Education, they want something called community schools. I know I've spoken to you about that before. We have this rise of collectivism, this rise rise of communism happening in America, and we're seeing it through the public schools where parents are being pushed out of their children's 
lives and children are being indoctrinated, not educated in school. And so we want to very much put the focus back to the basics in education. And we believe that parents can very uniquely help to do that. Um, there's a podcast. Emily Hanford is the woman who put it out, a, a journalist. It's called Sold a Story. If you haven't listened to it, you really should. And she talks about the fact that we've been teaching reading incorrectly in the United States for years, 20, 20 years. It's been acknowledged that balanced literacy is not the right way to teach children to read, that phonemic awareness is important and needs to be a part of the way that reading is taught in the classroom and that benefits every child. And 95% of kids have the ability to learn to read. So whenever you hear them saying, oh, they don't really care about public education or they're trying to defund public ed, it's just not true. We want to make sure that when parents are sending their kids to school, they have an expectation of them learning to read, to write, to do math. I don't think those expectations have changed in America, but the goal of the public education system has changed. They want your children to be politically literate, uh, to be social justice warriors. And we're seeing evidence of that more and more every day. And what we have right now is something that I call graduation inflation, where now we're in the graduation season. You're going to hear people talking about, oh, we have the highest graduation rates we've ever had. But you really want to drill down and say, OK, let's talk about your proficiency rates. How are your eighth grade doing, students doing in school? How are your 10th grade students doing in school? And how are they magically all of a sudden graduating from high school? Are they really prepared for life? And what we're finding is they're not, Steve. These kids are not being given the skills they need to be successful in life. I just want to, before I let you, I just want to re reiterate this or give you a chance to reiterate it. Because, look, I went to Catholic school, and I'm a huge proponent of private Christian and Catholic education. I also am a big believer in, in homeschooling. But, but those aren't solutions to the vast bulk, particularly of the working class and underclass, and particularly minorities. This is the public education system, whether you like it or not, is going to be here. And I, I have consistently heard you guys from day one talk about this is really centered on the public education system. And I just want to it seems to me that what's happened since we've had you on here for the last couple of years is the teachers unions and the librarians are getting more aggressive that they've targeted you guys as a problem. Am, am I am I uh, incorrect on that or they, they have identified uh, their enemy, and that would be the Moms for Liberty because of parental rights in public schools. And and you guys, if you weren't supporting public education, you would be doing other things for homeschoolers or private. And I understand you're there for everybody, and there, there are problems and big problems in some of the private, particularly Catholic schools, but your principal center of gravity has been in making sure that the public schools are not taken over by these activists that are not really teachers or these activists that are not really librarians, ma'am. You know, the whole institution of public education is captured and it's being used currently for political indoctrination and for what I really think is laundering of taxpayer money going back into the Democrat Party. We see that through the teachers unions dues alone and the political contributions they make. 99% of the political contributions made by the teachers unions go to Democrats. And so I think parents are coming in. We have a lot of members who are Democrats or former Democrats who are saying, these people that I elected during COVID, they really didn't stand up for fundamental rights. And I thought that was something Something that I was electing them to do as a Democrat or as a Republican. The truth is none of these things are partisan issues, uh, but they certainly are being made to be partisan issues. And I think the Democrat Party has largely thought that they own uh, public education. The Biden administration certainly making vast sweeping changes to public education that American parents are saying, wait a second, I don't know if I want my kindergartner being taught that they could be a boy or a girl or a tree. And so we're disrupting the balance of power and we're making them very, very angry. And we're not backing 
down because moms don't back down when it comes to your kids. Your kids have lots of different struggles in life and you never just throw your hands up and say, oh, well, that's going to be really hard to take care of. So I'm just going to ignore that. No, you tackle it head on because that's what your kids deserve. And that's what Moms for Liberty is doing when it comes to public education and to politics in general, Steve. You know, Ali Bestucki spoke at our summit last year and she said, politics matter because policies matter because people matter. And American parents saw that that their kids, the people were being hurt by bad policies. And how do you change bad policies? You elect better politicians, liberty-minded individuals. And so that's what we're doing from the ground up, starting in the school boards. Uh, so, uh, Tiffany, how do people find out more about you guys? How do they find out more if they want to start a chapter, if they want to join, if they want to support all the information you put out there? Where, where do they go? I have to remember to smile. I'm a joyful warrior. You have me on. We talk about these serious issues, Steve. You get me a little fired up. Uh, but we are joyful warriors, and we ask you to join us at Moms for Liberty. Go to momsforliberty.org. You'll see a big map there. Click on your state. See if you have a chapter. If you don't, please click to start one. Maybe you're not the leader. Maybe you're the secretary. Or maybe it's your daughter that wants to start the chapter. But click to join. You can always donate. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, we're on Truth Social as well. Uh, on Rumble, we have the podcast, Joyful Warrior Podcast. And thanks again, Steve. Your audience is awesome. Thank you for having me on. Well, they, they love you and you guys, they have your guys back and want to make sure you have a good Mother's Day. NBC News, very nasty. I think it came out either Saturday or Sunday morning. I said, gosh, everything the Moms for Liberty do for kids throughout the country, and particularly the disadvantaged children, try to make sure they get an honest education. Here on Mother's Day, they get they get they get a full punch right in the face. So I I, I knew if they had to punch anybody, Tiffany Justice and Tina Justice, those are two. Don't don't worry, punch those. They'll punch back. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you, right. I was getting I was eating breakfast in bed while I saw that article calling me the mother of all evil. So I was doing all. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Hope you had a good you, Mother's sir. Day. Thank you. Another joyful warrior. Let's go to Louisiana, one of my favorite states. Folks down there are just fantastic. Christy Hike. Christy, uh, I want to, there's a very disturbing, and I want to make sure I understand this. So you got to walk us through it. Is there an opportunity for the for the Chinese Communist Party uh, and, and people that are associated with the Chinese Communist Party to be buying the land down the gray state of Louisiana? Am I, do I understand that correctly? Hi there. Yes, um, I think that you did, because I don't think that we would have had to bring a bill forward if there wasn't already something in motion that would allow that, Brandon. So um, the bill that was being heard today at this moment, actually, in our Louisiana, at our Louisiana Capitol in the legislature is House Bill 537, which provides for a prohibition against foreign adversary purchasing leasing or acquiring land and that was by representative valerie hodges um there we don't have anything against anyone acquiring land as long as they're not a foreign adversary so that's the differentiation and the stipulation in this bill christy but how did this even come how did this even get to be a thing or are there are there Entities down in Louisiana, either folks in Louisiana or companies that invest in Louisiana that would own property that would have no problem selling it to the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, how do we get into a situation that you actually had to get a bill brought forward to be read so people could understand it? How did how did that happen? 
Well, I don't know if you are aware that um, Bill Gates owns 72,000 acres of our prime farmland here in both Louisiana and Mississippi combined. That is a very nefarious owner um, to have of any land in any of our states because we he makes no secret about what he wants to do with the farmland and with his genetically modified um, engineered food products that he wants us to eventually eat. And um, we know that he wants to also, as he but said. He, but, but hang on, but hang on, but, but hang on, hang on a second, slow down. But he's sure. not, Gates, for, and I realize, I, and many people close to me are not fans of Bill Gates and have walked me through right. chapter and verse of his GMO and all that. But he's not, Bill Gates, the last time I checked, is a citizen of the United States of America. This bill is well, specifically are- about foreign entities, correct? Right. Based on our intel, there are people like Bill Gates who have the buying power that are controlled by the CCP, that are controlled by China. They're coming in the back door, buying up farmland um, under the aegis of having, you know, an American buy the farmland. And the interesting thing is today that we had um, at the Capitol a lot of Chinese Americans who either buy design or by um, they they really just don't understand what's happening with this bill holding up posters and protesting because they were saying that they want to be they're American they want to be able to buy land in America but they came in by the busload that's not at all what this bill is about is is excluding Americans from buying uh, land in America, Chinese Americans or any other nationality. This bill is about protecting land in Louisiana from adversarial purchase. Anyone who's against our country and, and our state. And, and how do you, and by the way, this the, look, we're the biggest proponents of the Lao Beijing and, and particularly the folks that have escaped the mainland and have come here, become American citizens, or sometimes are just here in asylum and uh, because of the, of the, you know, not the phony asylum that's being given on the invasion of the border. This is real asylum for, for not just political persecution, but political persecution and actual uh, jail or, or execution. But as we know, and I know this from working with Miles Guo and being con- co-founder of the new federal state of China, uh, the CCP, and you know this from the, from the police station in, uh, in Chinatown in uh, Manhattan that was shut down, the Ministry of State Security is deeply involved. So many times you have these protests, you have actual, you know, CCP-backed actors. I'm going to take a short break because I want to get down. I want to come back after break. I got Steve Stern here uh, of, about uh, Steve Stern being the greatest advocate with Dan Schultz of the Precinct Strategy. Also, a big event coming up about Flag Day. I want to make sure we get him. We, we couldn't pull him at the uh, Clay Clark uh, situation the other day because it was too loud. But we've got uh, Steve Stern here. Also, Ben Harnwell is going to join us from Rome on an update with the uh, about the, the Ukraine. Okay, short commercial break. Christy Hike about the CCP in the great state of Louisiana. All next here in the War Room. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. 
it's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third-world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back, and that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders, the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back the only Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. Take action today. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify 
for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Joins us from Louisiana. Christy, uh, tell us quickly about your group and then where can people go to get more information? You know, we're going to get Christy Nome on here, I think, if not this week, the following week. Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, has been on this. There are a lot of this legislation pushing through, and I want to make sure this has nothing to do. Look, I'm the co-founder of the new federal state of China. I am the only civilian in the history of this republic to be uh, uh, completely sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party two minutes after the Biden uh, regime was in, and they were doing that to send a signal. Uh, People will tell you, if you read the book, Chaos Under Heaven uh, by Josh Rogan, the best informed and sourced reporter in Washington, writes for the Washington Post um, of of China. His book, Chaos Under Heaven, tar- it says right in there, in the, in, the, in the Trump administration, I was the number one enemy of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, we are, our show, we pride ourselves on being the biggest platform for Lao Beijing, the, the, the common man and woman in mainland China, uh, who we defend every day. This is not, these bills are not racist at all. They are not anti-Chinese at all. Um, they are uh, not anti-Chinese Americans at all. Uh, not even, not even anti-folks who live in mainland China. This is to stop a uh, the worst, most brutal dictatorship ever, the Chinese Communist Party, from even having even more infiltration here in the United States to making sure that they can't own the actual land of the United States. And people should ask. Can Americans own any land in China? The answer to that would be absolutely not. You can't own any intellectual property in China. You can't really own any manufacturing facilities. You certainly can't have any of the ground leases or any of the, any of the titles to any of the land in, in mainland China. And by the way, I don't, have a, a real, I don't have a problem with that, but I don't want the CCP to be owning one square inch of the sacred soil of the United States of America. And I understand the Patriots down in Louisiana, where you have a history of incredible patriotism um, that won't, uh, they don't want them to own one inch of a one square inch of any parish in, uh, in the state of Louisiana. Christy, how do people find out more about this fight, but also more about your incredible organization and more about you, ma'am? Well, thank you, Logan. I am um, the founder of a new, a brand new organization. It's only, we've only had two meetings thus far, but we've had a great problem, and that is that we've had to turn away RSVPs because the um, interest has been so great. And that that organization is called Louisiana Conservatives. 
We are an organization that will have six chapters, one in every congressional district of our state in order to have the large numbers to hold our legislators accountable. We wanna take back the power to give it to the people as our founding fathers intended. It has gotten topsy-turvy, as you well know in your audience, that our government now controls the people as opposed to the people controlling the government as the original intent of our founding fathers was. So if you go to info at louisianaconservatives.com, you can sign up to get more information. We will have uh, social media eventually, but we are in our infancy. And so we're working very hard to become large and to be on all aspects of social media for more information. Uh, thank you very much, Christy. We look forward to having you on again when your camera works to find out more about the, this incredible <laughs> so new group, Louisiana that. Conservatives. I, I, I know I know. there's a couple of three conservatives and a couple of three boardroom posse members down in Louisiana. It's a fabulous state. Absolutely love it. And uh, thank you for coming on here. Thank you for having me, Logan. Have a wonderful day. Now, we couldn't get Stern up. Steve Stern was at the, at the great Clay Clark, and they had an amazing, uh, they had an amazing uh, event the other day. And, and, of course, the 5 o'clock show was done live from there by Peter Navarre. Steve, real quickly, can you give me a, a couple of minutes summary of all the work you've been doing around the precinct strategy and an update? Because I understand folks are on fire. Then I want to talk about specifically about Flag Day, because you're, 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 what I love about you even at 80 plus years old, you're, you're a fighter and you're an optimist and you absolutely love old glory and the American flag. Tell me, but give me an update first on, on how we're doing on the grassroots level throughout the country on the precinct strategy, sir. So it's doing phenomenal. Actually, um, I had a great meeting at, uh, at the uh, Clay Clark thing with um, General Flynn and we talked for 30 minutes about precinct strategy. He feels that's the only way that this is going to help the country. And I think, you know, I, I really felt bad for him because he's working so hard and he's got to go back to the precinct strategy to do this. And so he said, um, we're going to do it, but we got to do it that way. And Dan Schultz, as you know, he and I, uh, he wrote a book on why people should join the Republican Party. Go to www.precinctstrategy.com and you will definitely see what's going on and learn. So we had a lot of people get involved. And we have a lot of success stories. One of the greatest success stories we've had just recently is in California uh, with a girl named Tina Saline. She saw me on your program about four months ago, got a hold of me. She got me about 10 or 15 different organizations. We have 10,000 people. We've been communicating each week with all these organizations. We're getting to watch your show. A lot of people out there don't get a chance to watch your show for whatever reason. We, we exposed it now and they're getting a chance to see it. So we have now a great uh, thing going to happen. We're going to have this um, patriotized um, summit for Flag Day, and you've been nice enough to say you would speak. General Flynn's going to be one of the key speakers. We're going to have 80 different speakers on this. So if you go to www.getpatronized.com, you could sign up. You can see right there, or you can call me at S Stern 10 or 954-318-6902, or go to S Stern 1054 AOL, or go to the com. You know, uh, we were there. Uh, my friend and I, Stephen Rosenbaum, were there. He and I were wearing this flag shirt. Everybody came up and asked us where we got it. I said, well, go to www.precinctstrategy.com. So we had a lot of good things happen there. And there were so many precinct people there that came up to me, shook my hand, you know, said they see me on your show all the time. Uh, a guy named Alan Meyer, he wasn't there, but he gave me a call. Uh, he was in Rhode Island. He's one of our great success stories. Uh, you know, he turned the entire place practically all MAGA. Uh, he lost his election and he started calling up people, all the people that lost their election. 
they all got together and they have a ton of people coming up at the uh, precinct strategy. Same thing, you know, we're a guy in uh, Texas. Uh, he wrote a book on how to get involved uh, called a five-star plan. And the greatest thing happened is they got a touch with me at the Trump campaign. And, you know, anybody can sign up. Give me a call or you've got my email. You can sign up and be a volunteer for the Trump campaign. And why did this happen? Because I knew a lot of people weren't getting any information from the Trump campaign and they wanted to they wanted to get involved. So I went there and I spoke to their secretaries and they got me the information. So, again, uh, I know you don't have a lot of time today. So let's go to the flagshirt.com, no, get but- a new shirt. Go to but, but 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 hang on. I, I want I want I want to take two seconds here. I got a, a couple minutes. I'll car, carve out a Ben uh, Ben Harnwell's time. I want to go back, and we'll get all the precinct strategy. And you got to go there, and I want people to sign up. He's got a million stories, and we're going to start rolling out hopefully more people in the next couple of weeks. But I want to I want to talk about Flag Day. What's the importance of Flag Day? Why are you making such a big deal about it? And particularly now, why is Flag Day probably more important than ever? A Steve Stern. So there was a guy named Sky Dembski. Uh, he's the original guy in 2002. He got a little upset that China had the largest American flag. And we're going to roll out on one of your programs. It's going to be a terrific thing. There's the flag that he made uh, to be the largest flag in the United States. And we're going to unveil that on Flag Day uh, through a, a little program with a couple of people who rented it three years ago in South Dakota. And they pulled the flag out. And their name is Dane Sensor and John Sensor and his sister, Sharon McCoy. Uh, and along with us, with our flag shirts, we got together and they were selling our flag shirts out there. And they made it so important. And President Trump uh, with Air Force One drove over and uh, we'll show that uh, little event. Uh, where they, they had 500 people unveiling the flag shirt. Now, why is it important? Because patriotism has gone down from 69% down to 30%. So we're showing to show people with our American flag how we love our country, because we got to get more people to love our country and get back and fight for it. So we're going to we're going to have a lot of people speak. Uh, we're going to have, you know, I mentioned you and General Flynn, Solomon, uh, uh, John Fredericks, Clay Clark, Wayne Root, Mel Kay, uh, General Bodock, General um, um, uh, Colonel Malley, uh, many, many, many people we're going to have up to 80, 90 people speaking. And we've also had President Trump to come in. Uh, we have the paperwork in there, so he, we're hoping he's going to do it live or he's going to do it on um, May. By, yeah, by uh, uh, video. Uh, some of the people will do it by video. And when I was out of Clay Clark, Bright on TV came to me and said, you know, we can't do it on Flag Day, but we'll show it also Saturday after that. So we're talking with Michael Lindell. He's wow. And he's going to try to help us uh, do this on his television network along with Brandon House. So oh, if that probably. happens, it'll be sensational. Yeah. So again, how to get involved? Steve, in- how do people how to get involved, and particularly how they get to see all the products of the flag shirt company? Because now I got to tell you, this summer we need to turn this around, and we need to we need to embrace old glory as our symbol for the summer. So they can go to www.theflagshirt.com. The number one shirt is what I'm wearing, but we have a lot of new things made in the United States out there. Go to nine five four three one eight six nine zero two. So you get in touch with me for a lot of different things for the flag shirt. You can get in touch with me for Trump campaign. You can get in touch with me for our Flag Day event. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you know we don't have enough time to tell you everything. But the next, hopefully, the next yeah. time we come on, we'll give you a lot of information. Thank you so much for having me on today. Steve Stern, love you. Love your fight. Love your energy. The hitting eighty didn't slow you down at all, sir. So just fantastic, Steve, brother, action. Steve Stern. <laughs> action, action, action.
Thank you, brother. Let's get that up in the Chiron. Thank you so much. Want to turn now to uh, Ben. Ben Harner. Ben, we didn't have time on the Saturday show to go through Zelensky in Italy, the whole thing with the Eurovision, not letting him uh, be up there, but also huge developments since then. Get us up to speed on everything Ukraine, uh, because this is as important as it could possibly get for the American people. Steve, good evening. Um, well, this is um, a revelation that comes out of these uh, leaked papers on the um, the Discord messaging app. Um, further revelations that we haven't uh, uh, been informed about up until this moment, and they're absolutely shocking. And this is um, what I'm going to read from now. This is the Washington Post, um, which has, let's call it, a sedate coverage with regards to Ukraine. It's certainly not in the war room camp. But the, the shot of the, the latest revelations are that, and this is the headline, actually, Zelensky in private plots bold attacks inside Russia. Um, and it says, this is the, the, the editorial I'm going to read from directly, they reveal a leader with aggressive instincts that sharply contrast with his public-facing image as the calm and stoic statesman. Now, specifically, Steve, um, the revelations here centre on, on two specific things. These are, these are uh, taken from a private conversation that Zelensky had with, uh, with his deputy prime minister. Um, and they discussed two things, two things that Zelensky is pushing for. Bombing a pipeline that transfers Russian oil to Hungary um, which, as the Washington Post itself points out, is, is actually a NATO member. Um, and also he's pining for long-range missiles to hit targets inside Russia's borders. Now, this is the very opposite of what Zelensky has been assuring his, uh, his, his I won't say allies, but his, his military... Look, 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 hang, hang on a second. We, 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 I, we, I, don't, I don't mind... Look, I don't mind the thing behind the scenes. He's very aggressive. I'm sure he's angry. His country, or at least half of it, has been absolutely physically destroyed, and his people, he's lost tens of thousands of casualties. Now, he's one of the driving proponents of this. The scary, so the behind-the-scenes part didn't concern me. What concerned me, Ben, was the discussion, and particularly your native country, the U.K., just sent long-range missiles. I mean, one of the reasons that advocates like ourselves are saying, hey, you got to shut this war down. You got to get them to the peace table because this thing can metastasize very easily. In fact, I just spent the weekend going through some documentaries on World War One and how that's so rapidly. I think people miss the fact how rapidly that metastasized, like in a hundred days, to be a global conflict from a regional conflict around Serbia and you know Serbian aggression in the Balkans. But this is what we have here. I want to make sure. Zelensky is he now has the long range missiles from the UK, which I think is a absolute um, a breach of American security by doing this. And Zelensky's telling people internally he is bound and determined to use that. And I don't blame him as being a country is getting an onslaught by, by, by Russia. But this is the type of thing that's going to trigger. This is not just for Crimea. When he's talking to people, correct me if I'm wrong, he's actually looking at hitting inside Russia, not inside disputed territory between Ukraine and Russia. Am I, am I wrong in that? Am I, am I, is my conclusion inaccurate? Your, your facts, Steve, absolutely right. And your conclusion is spot on. In fact, 
in uh, one of uh, the UK's largest daily uh, tabloids, The Sun, which, which, which the American press is, uh, is Murdoch uh, Press. Uh, there's an article again uh, that was just published earlier on this afternoon. This is the headline. Chilling photo shows 18 Russian nuke bombers near NATO border as Putin threatens UK over Ukraine missiles. So this is exactly as you're saying, we're moving, not only we're moving to escalation, the problem is, is that the West is arming somebody who's offering publicly assurance of not wanting to target inside Russian territory, but inside is having strategic conversations with his generals and with his deputy prime ministers about precisely doing that. And this, I think, is an indication that if escalation, um, if, if Russia were to respond against the West, this is an escalation which is um, slipping beyond the West's ability to control. If I could just quickly go back to the Washington Posting, Steve, my, my, my take on that article is that I'm not sure whether this is old school journalism um, or whether it's the White House actually starting its pivot away from um, Zelensky. And this is planted in the Washington Post by the administration in order to sort of shore up some public support for an, uh, for an eventual discard. Well, I would ask you, you know, we only got, we got about four minutes, but I want to just take this and pursue it. Um, Zelensky is in, and he just was, he's, he's making a tour of the major European capitals. Because there he's saying, you need, I need more support, particularly look like America could be backing off here. I need more support to support my spring offensive. They have, and this is about the valor and the courage of the Ukrainians, which I, we have never questioned at all. Uh, our, our issue is that so many are being thrown into the charnel house or their own destruction, but they've been able to with, not just withstand a 10-month siege or now 11-month siege of Bakhmut. It looks like they may actually be pushing uh, Russian brigades back as the beginning of the spring offensive, he's in Europe right now saying, I need more weapons, more weapons, more weapons. We'll see a military escalation over this in the next 60 to 90 days, whether we want it or not. The question gets to be, are the capitals in Europe prepared if this thing metastasizes, particularly a direct assault upon uh, Crimea, sir? Well, Germany um, has offered, I think, yesterday, 2.7 billion um, pounds worth of further support of Ukraine. When he came to um, to Rome on Saturday, there were three important conversations that he had, and I'll quickly list the, the upshot of those three meetings, because they are interesting. The first one he had was with the, uh, the, the Sergio Mattarella, the, the president of the Italian Republic, and Mattarella said Italy would support Ukraine's um, accession to the European Union. The next meeting he had was with Giorgio Maroni, who turned down um, Zelensky's request to join NATO and instead encouraged him towards seeking some kind of partnership uh, with mutually assured guarantees, um, but explicitly not NATO. The other meeting was with the Pope, um, Steve, and uh, Zelensky turned the Pope's offer to mediate uh, down on that. Uh, so obviously he feels pretty confident that mediation um, and, and peace talks aren't on the table because he's closed that down totally. Um, with well, to, but, to but, but hold it, but, but, well, but hang on, but hang on. The reason he's, hang on, the reason he's turning down and even the Chinese envoy is that 
none of these, whether it's the Vatican, whether it's the CCP, or I realize bad guys in this, even the United States, people are saying this, or the capitals of Europe, it, 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 it doesn't, they're not prepared to support a continual military escalation that leads to anything like battlefield victory because nobody thinks he could get it without massively escalating this war inside of Russia. And then it becomes a global conflict. Am I, am I, we got about a minute. Am I wrong in that assumption? No, I, I don't think so. But I think right now, then I think probably what people are doing, everyone is doing, is waiting to see what is exactly happening on the ground in Bakhmut. Um, is it true what 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 is uh, what, what is emerging that that Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner uh, force, there has actually come out and actually criticised Putin directly now? Um, is it true that he um, that he actually offered to sell uh, confidential information to the Ukrainians about the whereabouts of Russian deployment? Russian deployments and and his his deployments. Are these things true? So ben, we ben, need to find out. Ben, ben, ben we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get more. We'll get we'll 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 get into all more of this uh, tomorrow and the next day. We're back here at ten o'clock live. Ben's been up. Uh, it's late for Ben. So Ben, thank you for doing this. Uh, love the view of Rome. How do people get to you, brother? Thanks, Steve. Uh, either on get to directly under my uh, profile, which is my surname at Harnwell, or directly on warroom.org, where I push out articles exclusively for our newsletter. Find out why the world. Thank you, Ben. Back here live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Find out why the world's central banks are buying more gold than they've ever bought. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Find it all out and download the end of the dollar empire. We'll see you back here at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 
5,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.